0: Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe.
1: And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel.
0: We're two friends currently living in different countries, and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics.
1: So, basically, whatever comes to our minds, because we love to talk.
0: You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast.
1: Hey, guys.
0: Is my mic really loud, Daniel, or is it sounding all right?
1: I think it sounds perfect and
0: beautiful. Oh, perfect. Like you. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> So today we, uh, what are we doing, Daniel?
1: <laughs> so, well, today we are talking about something which we haven't talked about in a while, actually, on the podcast. Veganism? Um, <laughs> veganism, yeah. So, I mean, as you know from the intro, Rose and I are both vegans. Um, and I know a lot of you that follow us are from, you know, Cheap Lazy Vegans YouTube channel and from other, you know, and Instagram and stuff. Um, so many of you are vegans or are considering veganism as well. So we thought this would be a perfect opportunity to share with all y'all um all y'all all all 'all, all y'all um to share with you guys our kind of I guess vegan journeys and our stories and let you guys know some of the reasons why we became vegan isn't that right yes it it is very right (laughs)
0: good intro Daniel so we've been meaning to do this for a while and we just kind of lost track you know a lot of things happening in the COVID world so we started talking about the COVID the invisible enemy (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep, the COVID situation and there's been so, you know, so many things blowing up as well like you got the Tiger King we had oh like God love Damn. is blind we got everything yeah. going on right now so. and I think
0: I think also because I talk so much about veganism on my YouTube and basically every other platform so I think here mm. is our you know my chance to kind of talk about other stuff yeah. but you know as you guys all know veganism is a big part of me my life mm-hmm. it's what I do for a living basically Yeah. so and um, I'm very passionate about this so mm. So let's talk about it. And we've been, we've literally neglected the vegan nuggets.
1: Yeah, we have. We have been very <laughs> bad, uh, bad vegans on this, <laughs> on this podcast because when we first started as well, we were like, we want to like, at least cause we <laughs> want to, we want to talk about kind of general, like everything in like life on this podcast, yeah. right? Like everything that's going on kind of current events, that kind of stuff. But we did want to bring part of it back to veganism as well. So in the beginning we said, let's do at the end of every episode, a vegan nugget. And I think we maybe did like three <laughs> and we're now on like <laughs> episode 24. I know.
0: I know. Well, uh, you know what? We'll just have to keep doing, you know, once in a while we'll do like a vegan related episode, maybe Yeah, something like that.
1: I think, and I think especially, well, I mean, veganism is always topical to be honest, but I think yeah. especially with what's going on, I mean, have you noticed, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's going on with, with COVID-19, um, and talking about, you know, the wet markets and everything else, a lot of these, yes. you know, viruses and pandemics, they're coming from animals, right? So, yep. and, our, and our consumption of animals...
0: Exactly. So they're causing it's a lot true. Of issues. It is very topical at the moment. Yeah. Even yeah. with this COVID-19, even though the, the media, I'm sure, doesn't want to fully admit it. But yeah. it is true that because of the conditions in which, you know, we can point to China all we want and the wet markets. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, factory farming, is it really mm-hmm. that much better? Not really. We just don't see it as openly as a wet market.
1: Exactly. And I think I think, well, you you have to look back to some of the other viruses and kind of mini, mini pandemics, if you will, um, that have happened. And I know one of them didn't wasn't it swine flu or something that originated in the States. And that was from from pig farming from pigs. pigs. So, again, um, if we didn't consume those animals and we didn't have these factory farms, a lot of these crossovers, because they said basically the crossover between animals and people. This is where, you know, where there's a lot of interaction. This is where these viruses can can mutate and cross yeah. species. Right. Um, so if we're farming and factory farming in these conditions with tons and tons of animals, the chances of the virus is jumping to a human and mutating in those kind of circumstances is, is quite high. So yeah. we're kind of, we're kind of almost like not asking for it, but in a way like,
0: we're you know 100% what I mean? asking for yeah. it because people knew that's the thing. It's like, this isn't something that happened out of the blue mm-hmm. people that actually, like we discussed before people that actually, study this you know you know contagious infectious diseases yeah. they knew that this was all very 100% yeah yeah so we're just we're, we are pretty much asking for it and what i'm afraid of is we're just going to go back when this is over we're going to go back and it's going to be business as usual mm-hmm. what do you think daniel
1: um unfortunately i do have to agree <laughs> with you on that point i think because the thing is i think we as as and i think i i'm just as bad as everyone else for this when something bad happens you know, like a pandemic or whatever else or something in my life. I'm just using different examples, but we're a really quick species to forget about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it happened in the past and think, Oh, maybe it's not going to happen again. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we're really quick to kind of move on and like try to continue. And I feel like, what am I trying to say? I just think it's going to go. It's going to, the world is going to try to get back to exactly where it was. Before well, the hopefully not.
0: I'm hoping that we can learn a little something from this. Mm-hmm. And um, did, did you watch that video I sent you with Bill Maher?
1: You didn't uh, send me a video with Bill Maher. Yes, you?
0: I did. You just didn't watch it. You, do you even okay. know who Bill Maher is?
1: Mm-mm, no. <laughs> I swear you did not send me a video <clears throat> with Bill Maher. I, I sent
0: it to f- you 100%.
1: Did you? What was the video about?
0: Uh, let me check my WhatsApp.
1: <laughs> 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 I don't think you did, Rose.
0: I did. Well, you don't even know who Bill Maher is. How do you know if, if I sent it to you, Daniel?
1: Because I would know if you sent it to me. I would know who he is. But you
0: don't know who Bill Maher is. <laughs> Let me check. I swear. I think I sent it in the uh, our chat with uh, Christelle.
1: Oh, shoot. I might not have seen it then. Let's see. <laughs> Rose or maybe I didn't to, send it. Rose trying to prove me wrong again. <laughs> oh, I really hope she didn't send it now, guys. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be like, yes. One point Let me for check. me.
0: Well, we talk a lot. I'm trying to scroll here, you know.
1: Good luck. Uh, literally like it's gonna oh be my like God, there's so much of, conversation t- happening type, can you can you type in the type in the little t- box at the top where you can search for things? yeah
0: but i don't know what i wrote because i shared the oh look i did send it let me america's see america's wet markets real time
1: <laughs> Hold on. which chat did you send it to I said, rose
0: to our personal chat so you have literally no excuse <laughs> i sent it right there Can you show me in evidence. the
1: skype, skype as well so i can evidence. see? evidence
0: it's right there and it's in that huge youtube it has it's not even just the link it has that huge youtube thing okay and daniel just chose to ignore it thanks daniel love it see i'm I'm... right ha as always i am right so anyways i sent you a video it's called new rule america's wet markets real time with bill maher it even says his name great daniel (laughs) (laughs) Look at that face of defeat. Um, Oh, God. Love it. It's my favorite face to look at. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Uh. So Bill Maher is like a, I don't know what he is. He he has a show. It's called Real Time with Big Maher. Um, Okay. Big Mar, Bill Mar. I was going to say, um, oh, okay,
1: he has a, he has a nickname.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, and basically, he he's like kind of like a political commentator. I guess that's okay. how you would describe it. Yeah, And um, he's quite blunt in his speech. Mm. And I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he did this really good segment, and it's called America's Wet Markets. Mm. And he basically talks about all the shit we're doing to animals and how, mm. you know, how like basically we asked for it essentially, like we're, we're doing all this like crazy shit with animals. And then we expect nothing bad to happen. And he's saying, you know what we're doing now we're we're all spreading out. We're all, you know, socially isolating. We're all trying to maintain lower stress levels. And Mm. he's saying, well, think about a condition in a factory farm. It's literally, you know, no wonder we get viruses from factory farms because all of those animals are extremely stressed out. They're Mm. confined in tiny, tiny spaces. They're all right next to each other. So of Mm. course it's, you know, you're going to create so many, you know, potential problems from that. Um, well, and then he also talks makes, about antibiotics as well.
1: Mm, that makes so much sense because if you look at mm-hmm. our, even our current situation, like you said, the recommendation, um, and I apologize for not watching that, Rose. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rose looks like she's pretty angry over there now. So mm-hmm.
0: um, <laughs> It's not the first time I'm hearing, angry with Daniels.
1: I'll be hearing about this later. Um, <laughs> 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 i'll send it to you again
0: daniel i'll send you a brand new fresh link
1: no no i can find it in the chat i'll watch it i don't no, know why i'll I didn't send watch it to you honestly. again
0: i don't trust you to find it daniel so uh, grandpa gross. daniel has problems with technology
1: i do not <laughs> okay anyway um but what i was gonna say is it, it it makes sense like if you think about it we as a species of human it's like okay well If there's a virus or a pandemic and we're trying to stop the spread of it, mitigate the amount of, you know, deaths and everything else, what do we do? We socially socially isolate, we distance from one another. And you're right. Those are just not the conditions that are in factory farms. So it's like a cesspool for germs, Mm -hmm. bacteria, viruses. And if if one of the animals does get a virus, because they're not socially distanced, it's going to just spread like wildfire. You know what I mean? It's like, there's not going to be, you know, it could wipe out an entire factory farm or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. and you it's know crazy. why I sent
0: you that video, Daniel? Wow. Do you know why I sent you that video? No. It's because he, <laughs> he starts off by talking about Tiger King. He's like, stop asking me to watch Tiger King. He's just this guy that abused animals and now he's behind bars. Anyway, he, he ties it in with Tiger mm. King a little bit. And basically, um, you know, kind of says, why are we even, why are people like idolizing, not idolizing, but why are people not condemning? this Joe exotic guy yeah. for everything that he did. Like he's not just in jail for conspira- uh, for a conspiring murder, but he's in jail yeah. because uh, of killing tigers, tigers, right? Yeah, That's partially why.
1: Exactly. And um, for, and for also s- for illegally selling baby tigers as well. Yeah, there's more to it. We're doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: And oh my God, I saw this other video as well. I know, again, Mm. we're off topic, but you know, (laughs) bear with us. I'm sure you're used to it at this point. Yeah, I saw this other video as well. And it was Mm. this guy that I don't, I mean, maybe I sent it to you too, Daniel, and you didn't want to watch. uh,
1: I was going to say, Rose, do you want to send it to me for me not to watch? (laughs) 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 Guys, this is the kind of shit, you know, know, here's the thing.
0: Daniel acts like he's the only one being abused in this relationship, but actually... (laughs) I get abused by, uh, what do you, it's neglect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm also abusive though. Like, I mean, not abusive, Mm -hmm. but like, uh, Rose, Rose sends me voice notes sometimes. And half the time she's like yawning in them and stuff or like, you know, sounds like she's so tired. So now I just, every time she messages me, I'm just like, Oh, are you still in bed? You know, just like poking the, poking the bear or whatever. (laughs) Poking the bear. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, anyways, this guy that apparently used to, uh, Kind of work with Joe Exotic a little Mm. bit. And this other person interviewed this guy and he told me, like, he was talking. I mean, obviously, this guy's just talking about his story. So we don't know if it's like 100% true, but I also feel like he wouldn't randomly lie about it and he was Mm. just talking in like a small podcast so it wasn't like national news or anything but he was telling telling about his experience he was actually living on the property for a little bit and Mm. he's saying just like how horrible joe exotic was just to the animals and how he treated the animals just like Mm. um he would just kill them like left right and like i can't remember exactly what he said but um yeah it was interesting it was interesting Mm.
1: I also heard like some other really random stuff. I can't remember if it was on that podcast that you sent me that I did listen to or somewhere else. <laughs> um, but I also heard that like there was some weird thing that Joe had people like sodomizing or like doing something to the tigers as well or there was something really oh. like, weird going on. Yeah. Again, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I remember hearing that somewhere. Yeah. But I, I, I heard well, that Well, he I mean,
0: d- I wouldn't put anything past Joe Exotic.
1: Yeah. I heard he was just very a very unpleasant man. Very, very temperamental yeah. and just horrible to the staff and to the, the animals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not somebody I would have wanted to meet to to, be, to yeah. be completely honest. <laughs> yeah.
0: But then what What this guy said was that he was very charismatic. So he was mm. very good at like manipulating you and, you know, getting you under his spell, which is how he got like everything that he wanted, basically. Yeah. And how he ended up in the situation that he did. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to do this about Tiger King today. We're no. going <laughs> to talk about something else today, which is going vegan.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Rose,
0: shall I start Since- as
1: the as the professional vegan in, in <laughs> on this podcast, and as a vegan for a very long time? Um, do you want to tell us kind of how the you, story. yeah, the story and how you kind of started and began your vegan journey?
0: Damn, Daniel, you'll be a good interviewer. Mm-hmm. You'll be interviewing me. <laughs> He's okay, like getting so practice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I. I'll I'll take you back, guys, to when I was a little girl. I was born in Korea, mm-hmm. which, at least at that time, because I was born quite a long time ago, people. <laughs> you old. <laughs> I be old as hell. <laughs> so I was born in Korea. And at that time, there was pretty much no such thing as vegetarianism even. I mean, mm-hmm. at least as far as I knew. Obviously, I was just in my own little, you know, circle my own little bubble if you will and uh, i didn't know anybody that was vegetarian i didn't know it was a thing and Mm. animal rights was not really an issue and i just had no idea about any of this stuff i moved to canada when i was eight and even then i moved to alberta which is where daniel and i both are from and alberta is known for what daniel
1: it's known for alberta prime beef
0: yeah. It's known for so. beef
1: and it's known for oil. It's like the, seriously, we are the Texas of <laughs> <Yeah>. Canada. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they call, they call uh, Alberta the Texas of Canada. Alberta mm-hmm. is the province. Yeah. And uh, the reason why it's called Texas of Canada is because mm. uh, it's the most conservative province in Canada. Yeah. And also, yeah, we're known for oil and gas. That's the main industry here, mm-hmm. which is why we're crumbling to pieces at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and, also known for Alberta beef so when you drive around like the rural areas of Alberta you see just like a bunch of cattle just yeah like a lot of them anyways so needless to say I didn't know again any vegetarians any you know anything of that sort I ate meat I ate Mm -hmm. all kinds of animal products growing up so I had no idea that this was even you know a thing you know so then I went into I think what started was well a I um I got my dog when I was 16 years old, my dog, Minnie, who passed away a few years ago, uh, still very sad about it. Um, She, I think that was the first time I like really felt kind of connected to an animal because Mm -hmm. before that I had never really. So it like made me realize that we're actually very similar in many ways. You know, you can Mm -hmm. see the little personality like shining through. Of course, we communicate very differently, but you can see them when they're sad, when they're happy, when they're, you know, when they're scared, when they're, you know, shy, whatever it is, you can see those little personality traits and uh, you can also see when they're like, you know, in pain or something. Yeah. So I really... That was the first time I really opened my eyes to like, oh, my God, like animals are really not that different. But mm-hmm. again, I wasn't vegan or vegetarian at that time. And I think uh, the next step was in university. I took a class, a philosophy class, yeah, and it was about moral issues. It was contemporary moral issues. And the main... Um, there were a couple of different topics. There were many different topics actually that we discussed like abortion, euthanasia, kind of, you know, controversial ethical topics. And the one that stood out to me the most, because Mm. I had never come across this topic before in terms of discussion was Mm. animal rights. So before this, yeah. Did I not tell you this story, Daniel?
1: Um, I don't remember this part of it. No.
0: Oh, clearly you don't watch any of my videos. Continue. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, Today if you send I'm if you send them to me, I definitely
1: shade. didn't watch them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Touche, God. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, what was I saying? Oh, so mm. I, yeah, so I took the philosophy class, and before this, yeah. I had just, dis- you know, I'm I'm a big fan of debating, you know, discussing controversial topics, mm. so. For someone like that to never have come across like a very controversial topic, it was very Mm -hmm. interesting for me because before, you know, for example, abortion, I had talked to so many different people about that topic, you know, especially in like high school and stuff. I went to Mm -hmm. a Catholic high school, so this was a big discussion. And also, you know, even euthanasia, that was a discussion that we've had before. But animal Mm -hmm. rights, never have I ever discussed that from, you know, on any level. Mm-hmm. So I found that really interesting. So to, to do that in an academic setting was very interesting. Yeah. And the professor, I remember, you know, basically the, the structure of the course would be that we would discuss the arguments for and against kind of, and mm-hmm. just kind of compare and study, you know, to see what we can find. Yeah. And the arguments for the animal rights argument just made so much more sense. Yeah. And anything that the counter argument would say there would always be a way to counter that Mm -hmm. from the animal rights perspective. It would be almost impossible to argue. Um, So I don't know how much I want to get into this here, but Mm. one of the things that was discussed was a concept called speciesism, which uh, basically is a term kind of similar to racism or sexism Mm -hmm. uh, or homophobia, essentially, where basically you discriminate upon like one group of people discriminates upon another group, right? Mm. So instead of people this time, we're talking about different species. So animals, one yeah. species, uh, discriminates upon other species and mm. also not just discriminating, but does things to basically, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what am yeah, I trying I know. to say? No, no, no I get you know that. What I'm saying? It's like, it's like how we've justified,
1: yeah. for example, you know, dogs and cats were saying, oh, those are pets, but you know, pigs, chickens, that's that we've designated that species as food for us. Yes. So yes. yeah, no, I understand. I kind of and not
0: just with not just with amongst other animals, but mm. we humans think because we're human, we are above all the other species, and we mm-hmm. can, and that is the justification to do whatever we want with all the other species because we're mm-hmm. above it all. It's kind of like yeah. you know, I'm white, so I am above all the other colors of you know all the other ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that when you try to argue the speciesist. Uh, When you try to argue the argument that, oh, humans Mm -hmm. are better than other animals, people like to use things like, oh, we're more intelligent than other animals or that we have more potential than other animals, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and all these kind of arguments. And they're very easy to uh, argue. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, when you say we're more intelligent than other animals, then that would mean that every single human is more intelligent than every single other animal to justify the bad behavior that we're doing to the other animal. But that's not the case. There are Mm. humans that are less intelligent than other animals, but we don't treat them, you know, even nearly the same as we would treat animals in factory farms or anything like that. And, and why is that even relevant in terms of Mm -hmm. discussing whether or not, a you know, an animal deserves to live and be free. Exactly. So anyways, So all of those discussions happened. I read a bunch of different essays and stuff like that. So Mm. I was like mind blown. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that, you know, I've been living this, you know, lie kind (laughs) of. Cause I'm like, oh my God, like this makes so much sense. Yeah. So I remember, but I I had no intention of going vegan, but I think I had Mm. a bit of an existential crisis. Mm. (laughs) Cause A, I didn't know any vegans. I didn't even think at that time, I don't even think I knew vegan was a thing. Yeah. I mean, I I sure knew about vegetarianism. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try to go vegetarian for a week. So I went (laughs) vegetarian for a week. uh, And then I went back to my normal life. And it's very easy to just kind of go back into, you know, the normal life, essentially. Like you said before, it's easy to forget and just kind of go along with the status quo because everyone around you is just doing that same thing.
1: Well, and I also think too, with regards to like meat and stuff like that, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the way that it is packaged and served, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. There's this, there's this whole degree of separation. Disconnect. So it doesn't seem like an yeah. animal anymore. Like I yeah. know it's still an animal, like for example, if you're having a chicken or a burger or whatever else, but the way that, that it's cooked and presented and everything else, it's so far from the original animal that you you don't connect the two. So it's easy exactly. to, to eat the burger. So it's, it's easy to fall back into, you know, go vegetarian for a week, but then you go back to it. Cause <coughs> you know, the burger, it doesn't look like a cow. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's really easy to make that just like to separate the two, I guess what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we also like to use terms like, beef or pork Mm -hmm. we don't say oh i'm gonna go eat some cow we say i mean we say that with chicken i guess but uh you know there are terms that kind of make it easier for us to you know consume Mm -hmm. those foods and so anyways i went back to you know my you know normal ways and uh but that seed was definitely planted as we like to say in the vegan community we planted (laughs) those seeds okay so a few seeds have been planted and then i um yeah and then i remember at some point in like my early uh, twenties, I mm-hmm. do remember writing down, like, you know, sometimes you write down goals of what yeah. you want to be in like at 25 or something. And I think one of them was like, I want to be vegetarian by mm-hmm. this, this time or something. So I, I'm sure it's still stuck in my mind that yeah. I wanted to do this eventually. I, th- I think I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And Cause it made a, then
1: it, it made mm-hmm. a, it made a real impact for you learning about, you know, animal rights. Like you said, it really, exactly. you know, it struck a chord and you were like, Oh my God, like, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is something something that I never knew before. And it's pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. And I was telling myself, I was like, it it was, I think people like to call it, there's a term for this, but basically it's very uncomfortable when you feel like you're a good person and you Mm. feel like, you know, you love animals, you're an animal lover and you, you know, you care about, you know, the suffering of these Mm. animals. Yet, you know, what I'm doing is in direct contrast to you know, what I should be doing if I were to actually believe in those things. So if I believe that I love animals and I care if they suffer or not, then Mm -hmm. why am I directly, you know, contributing to that industry anyways? So, yeah. So because of that kind of uncomfortable feeling, I think is why I kept, you know, kind of coming back to this idea. Mm -hmm. And I remember, oh my God. So I remember, yeah. So I went to, I went to my on my exchanges. I went to Italy. I went to Singapore. All that stuff. Met a yeah. different a lot of different people. Um, I think in Singapore, one of my friends was like a pescatarian. So you know, mm-hmm. just meeting different people and seeing like, because even when I was young, I never even knew vegetarian friends. Like I had no friends yeah. that were vegetarian. So um, you know, to just to even meet people that were like living without eating meat, like that was you know qu- quite eye opening as well. Mm-hmm. And got back to Canada and. I remember I was working at a cell phone shop and mm-hmm. I, we were on campus, so it was very slow. Yeah. I don't know why that shop even existed. Anyways, so <laughs> I remember like I would spend my shift just like reading books or something, and yeah. I was researching this one. I don't know how I came across this book, but I was looking at it on like my computer, and my manager at that time saw me looking at that, and she was like, oh, I have that book. So the book was called Skinny Bitch. <laughs> and I guess I wanted to lose weight Cause it was yeah. about like I th- Well I, I thought it was like a weight loss book And it mm-hmm. like technically it was But yeah. it's more of like a vegan book um, As I come to find, find out mm-hmm. So it was kind of like talking about how like Basically okay so she said she had this book Okay mm-hmm. so I was like oh cool She's like yeah I can lend it to you if you want I was like okay sh- sure So she brought it and I started reading it And yeah it was about kind of more of a vegan message mm. And I started reading it and it started talking about factory farming and what happens Mm -hmm. in factory farming. And it kind of went into a bit of a graphic detail about, you know, what happens to these animals in the different industries. So for example, in, in the, In the uh, egg industry, the male chicks get ground up alive because they're not of any use to the egg industry. And uh, of course, the female chicks go on and live the same fate as the mother, which is horrible. And Mm -hmm. in the dairy industry, the calves get taken away from the mother because uh, the mother needs to produce milk to, Mm -hmm. you know, not for the calf, apparently. Mm -hmm. Just
1: to kind of digress just for two seconds. I think that, I mean, I had a few epiphanies, which I'll go into later, but that whole thing about the dairy industry, I had no idea because in my mind, the the way they package it and the way they brand it, I never realized. And when you think about it intuitively, it makes sense. Like obviously a cow has to give birth to a a calf in order to produce milk. And basically that milk is meant for the calf. So if the calf is drinking, it, it means that people can't. Or there won't be enough necessarily for it to make, you know, the, the supply that, that's needed. So obviously the calf gets removed. And that to me was like the biggest, like, why didn't I think of this before, you know?
0: I know, right? Yeah. That's the crazy thing is it's like some of these things are so obvious. Even the, mm-hmm. even the idea of, obviously we know where, technically we do know that the meat is coming from an animal. We know that. Yeah. But yeah. unless, until you actually really see what's happening and make those real connections you don't actually mm. know like you know what i mean like you said because exactly. wh- the way that it's packaged and the way that it's sold it doesn't look like you know the animal you don't see the live exactly. animal so i you do feel like butchered or anything exactly and also yeah with with the dairy thing yeah that was like mm. totally like mind, fuck. mind i was yeah, yeah i, was, I like- was just like What, and yeah, you're right. It seems so obvious after you Mm -hmm. read it. It's like a, it's one of those things where before you read it, you don't think about it. But then after Mm -hmm. you read it, you're like, how come I didn't know this? Because it's so obvious. Or how come I didn't think of
1: it even. Exactly.
0: Because we're not forced to think about it. That's the thing. It's like, we're not forced to think about these things that are heavily ingrained in our system that Mm -hmm. we just kind of live and go along with it Mm -hmm. until we are forced to actually question, okay, does this actually make sense? Why are we doing Mm -hmm. things like this? So Yeah. yeah, the whole dairy Dairy farming was shocking to me um, in so many levels because you you don't think about a, when you just like have milk or whatever, you just think, oh, it's just like, you know, it's just squeezed from the cow. Like it's fine. The cow's not dying or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's so much suffering that goes on with that. Mm -hmm. And cows have a very, very strong bond to their to their, you know, babies. Mm. And it's apparently they cry for days after the baby is taken away. And it's very, yeah. very stressful. Um, So anyways, read about all of this, but mainly I think I was, I was reading about, you know, the slaughterhouses and stuff like that. So at that moment, I think I read half the book and I was like, okay, I'm going to stop eating meat. So yeah. I remember I I like made the announcement. I was like, I'm going to stop eating meat. And mm-hmm. then I went home, told my parents and my mom was like, oh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were kind of like surprised. I don't remember exactly what I said. I don't remember exactly what they said. They weren't like super Mm. opposed to it because I think I I didn't say I was going vegan. I just said, Mm. I'm going to stop eating meat. So that was the first thing I did. Okay. So I stopped eating land meat. I should be very clear. So I stopped
1: eating fish for a little bit, right?
0: Yeah. So I started with the, with the land meat. And then, um, of course I started doing more research because, you know, this is a world that I wasn't aware of yet. So this was yeah. also back in 2011, by the way, to give you a timeline. Mm-hmm. So back in 2011, was when I stopped eating land meat. And then I was doing more research, reading up more, learning more about dairy farming and mm. um, all of that stuff. And I watched a movie called Earthlings, which is a documentary. This is what they call the vegan maker. <laughs> yeah. You um, know, I still
1: haven't seen it yet.
0: I know, Daniel, you're such a <laughs> disgrace to vegans. Okay, I, Daniel, I don't watch, have it. To watch it. We are going to have to watch it.
1: Send me a link, Rose.
0: Daniel, <laughs> you know you're not going to watch it if I send you a link. We're going to... You know what? We're going to do a vegan documentary night when you get back. Okay. We're going to watch a bunch of documentaries together. Deal. Hold on. So I watched Earthlings and basically I... Uh, if you don't know what Earthlings is, it's a documentary where it kind of goes into the different ways of which we exploit animals. So it doesn't just talk about, um, you know, the meat and dairy and the food, but it also mm. talks about clothing and uh, entertainment and all of the mm. different ways that we use and exploit and basically abuse and torture animals, essentially. Yeah. So I remember watching that and I cried so much. Okay. I don't think I've ever... <laughs> Cried. I don't think I've ever cried that much watching anything. Mm. I literally probably went through an entire box of Kleenex. I was like bawling my eyes out. It was just so sad to see.
1: Mm.
0: And um, and and then I remember after watching that, I decided okay, no more, no more eggs, no more dairy. So I quit mm. those two things. But for some reason, I couldn't cut the fish. Yeah. I was like, I think I just it was psychological in a lot of sense. Uh, in a sense, because yeah. I couldn't, it was almost like, I don't know if you felt this, Daniel, I'm sure we can talk about your, we're going to talk about your story in a bit. Um, yeah. But I felt like I was almost maybe losing my identity fully when I was cutting out all of these foods. So I thought maybe yeah. I could hold on to one, one last thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I also you know? think though, I also think with fish, I don't know what it is. Cause, cause I, fish is the last thing that I got rid of as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, and this sounds, again, we it's, can't,
0: it's, we can't spe- empathize with them. Exactly. As much. It's
1: harder to empathize with a fish because I mean, with cows and the, and, and, you know, pigs and all of this, it's, it's a lot easier because I guess, it's, again, this is species, speciesism though, yep. because they're on land where we can relate to them where we're used mm-hmm. to seeing them. Whereas like fish, they just seem like, you know what I mean? Like there's a, dis- yeah, there's more of a totally. disconnect there. Yeah.
0: There's more of a disconnect. So. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yeah, that's totally, that's probably the biggest reason why, to be honest, is, I mean, I think there's multiple layers, but you're Mm -hmm. right. It's because I always say that too. The reason, and it's not, it's not an ethically justifiable one, but it's because we relate to to those that are similar to us and same thing with this is probably why all of these you know discriminatory behaviors exist because we empathize with those that are most similar so maybe it, yeah. you know it starts with you know our race you know the people that are you know white or Asian maybe we can relate to them more so we can empathize with them more and then mm-hmm. of course it goes to gender and it also goes to you know so whatever we're less familiar with we're less exactly. empathetic toward so fish which makes, because which makes sense it does make sense, yeah. 100%. So um, again, it's not a justification, but uh, because mm. we were, you know, it's harder to relate to a fish. So I think that's why. Um, so anyways, I gave up basically every animal product except for fish. So mm-hmm. I, I kept calling myself a pesca vegan. <laughs> not a thing, <laughs> guys. <laughs> because because I wasn't just a pescatarian. It was hard for me to describe myself because... exactly. I wasn't eating dairy or eggs. So, mm-hmm. you know, a pescatarian, I think, is like a vegetarian that eats fish. That is so, exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. But because I wasn't eating dairy or eggs, I was like, how do I define myself? But anyway, it's not important. So <laughs> I, so then I was a pesca vegan.
1: Yeah. pesco vegan. I like it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I was still eating fish and I thought I could never give up fish. I just thought mm-hmm. I could never give this up. Mm-hmm. And um, surprisingly, the other stuff was very, like, relatively easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like the meat I d- I literally, after that moment of being like, Oh, I need to stop eating meat. I haven't eaten meat at least, um, knowingly eaten meat yeah. since, and that was back in 2011. I cut it yeah. out. Like, and I thought I could never live without meat before that. Yeah. So anyways, gave up fish, uh, no, gave up, uh, everything, but fish. And mm-hmm. then that was in, yeah, again, that was in 2011 still. And then I basically was a pescatarian slash pesca vegan for yeah. <laughs> for like three years, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but I think slowly as I was, again, learning more mm. and uh, learning more about veganism, the vegan arguments, I knew, I think I knew ethically that yeah. vegan was the right choice. Yeah. I think I just mentally couldn't make that mm-hmm. step forward. Yeah,
1: I was going to say interesting, like, because I remember, I can't remember what year, I think it was 2013 or 20, 2012 that we did our trip to Montreal. And I like, I don't remember. We went to a lot of vegan restaurants, didn't we? In Montreal yes. and Quebec city. So I guess, cause I don't remember you eating fish at that time, but I guess you might've yeah. been still eating consuming fish, but we, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when I was, yeah. So I think the reason, a few reasons why I was still eating fish, I was still living mm. at my parents' house. So because, you know, Oh, when I told them I was quitting dairy and eggs, they kind of like freaked out a little bit because they thought, you know, because we've always been told that we need to eat like, you know, the dairy products or the eggs Mm -hmm. to be healthy and stuff. So of course my parents were concerned about my health. So they thought like, oh my God, like, do do you really have to quit like dairy and eggs? What is happening to your lighting? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, my lighting is going insane. Oh my God, Daniels? Okay. okay. It's okay now. (laughs) Can you imagine (laughs) if it just went pitch black right
1: now? (laughs) Oh God.
0: Oh my God, your house. Anyways. So, uh, yeah. So that's one reason why just to kind of like, you know, because I was Mm. still living at home and my mom was doing most of the cooking, you know, I, you know, I, so I get, I can empathize with people that live at home Mm. and want to go vegan. It's not as easy as, you know, it sounds, you know, because you have other people that are potentially cooking for you and other people that are influencing you. But anyways, so that's partially the reason. Uh, second reason, uh, Oh know that's partially the main reason why because I was still living at home but slowly mm-hmm. as I was you know learning more about veganism I wanted to eat more vegan so when I was out I mm-hmm. usually ate like mostly vegan stuff yeah. and I wasn't always I wasn't like trying to eat fish in every meal so I would eat lots of vegan and plant-based meals mm-hmm. um, and I think when I was in Montreal I actually was pretty much vegan at that time um, I was eating like a plant-based diet I didn't yeah. really eat fish and so slowly I was, slowly say, I was mm-hmm.
1: sorry, I was sorry to cut you off there. I was just no, going to okay. say on, on, on a side note, um, <laughs> cause like I really enjoyed some of the places we went to in Montreal. You remember that place that was like, I can't remember oh, what were, yeah, Oh, vive. Yeah. Oh, vive.
0: Oh, so good.
1: So good. But what I was saying is one thing that we should do in the next, like, obviously not right away, but like when I'm back in Calgary, we should like do some trips and do like vegan food tours of yes. like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Cause the vegan scenes there have like blown up, I think are gotten a lot mm-hmm. bigger I'm like, I always see like, things about like tro- certain places in Toronto where I'm like, oh my God, I want to try this place. Toronto you know? is
0: so good. Toronto has so much. Like yeah, I so couldn't I would even, love to go there. yeah, I was there a few years ago and I couldn't even go to all the places cause there was just so much. So I could only, like, I went to a lot, don't get me wrong, mm, but there yeah. was some places I missed and, yeah. um, yeah, there's so much. We should definitely do we like could, a vegan trip.
1: Yes. Okay. Anyway, oh sorry we're gonna to cut get you so off. fat.
0: Anyways, yeah. uh, so uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh yeah. So huh, yeah. So I was like slowly, like I was still eating lots mm. of vegan stuff, but you know, sometimes eating the fish. So I, I wasn't fully ready to identify that's another thing it's like the identity thing it's like oh my yeah. god am i ready because calling yourself vegan is like a big deal you know what i mean yeah. it's like am i ready to call myself vegan am i ready to make that step forward because like once you call yourself mm-hmm. vegan it's hard to come back from that you know what i mean it's easy exactly. to kind of like climb up that way and slowly and you make think, your way yeah mm-hmm. do you
1: think that that part of the part of it why you might have had that identity where you're like you're not ready to, quite ready to take that leap is because like, and I, this is my experience, but like a lot of the vegans that I did know or had met were really extreme and really like not extreme, but like, you know, cause I looked at my group of friends and how I want to fit into society and everything else. And, and vegan does go slightly against that. But I think there's a way to go about being a vegan and still maintaining a, uh, you know, social life and everything Normalcy? else. Which you, yeah. Exactly. So I think that might've been a, a stepping block as well to think, Oh, I'm ready to like, I want to, be a vegan. I want to call myself a vegan, but I don't want people to think of me differently either. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think, I think, yeah, partially yes, because I think that it was more for me. It's more like, I don't think I minded people thinking of me differently Differently, slightly because I was always pretty outspoken and I didn't really Mm. care that much, but it was more so that I didn't really feel like I fit in with any group at that point. Mm. Cause I'm like, I don't really fit in with the vegans because I'm not really vegan. And I also am not like, you know, living in a forest and eating bananas and mangoes all day, but I'm also <laughs> <laughs> like some people.
1: <laughs> savage.
0: Mm-hmm. And I also don't ride a bicycle. And I, I'm mm. also, you know, I also drink alcohol, which mm. a lot of vegans don't do. And especially yeah. at that time on the, in the YouTube vegan scene, it was like mm. a lot of raw vegans, just yeah. like, You know, I didn't associate myself with them fully. Mm -hmm. And also I didn't really associate myself with the non-vegans either because of, Mm -hmm. you know, what I knew already. So I was kind of like in this in-between stage of, I don't really fit in with any of these people. So like, where am I? So it was like definitely an identity crisis in that sense. Yeah. So then anyways, I... But then anyway, yeah, so I was eating more vegan food. I was definitely more and more inclined toward going vegan. So when I moved to London, which was in 2014, June of 2014, Mm -hmm. I went on my working holiday to London for two years. And when I went, that's when I decided, okay, now that I'm on my own, okay, so one of the barriers is gone, Yeah, (laughs) I am going to start eating vegan. And at that point Mm -hmm. I had already eaten so much vegan food. And I think I had already kind of convinced my parents that like, I'm not going to die eating a vegan diet because I slowly warmed them up to the idea as well. Mm -hmm. Because as, as time went on, I ate more and more plant-based Mm-hmm. And then they got used to me eating plant-based. So when I told them, okay, I'm gonna be vegan when I go to London or I think when I went there, I just told them and they're like, yeah. oh, okay, like make sure you're healthy, all that stuff. Uh, but they yeah. weren't super against it. So that's mm-hmm. when I went vegan in June of 2014, which makes almost six years.
1: God damn Rose, that'd be mm-hmm. oh, that be quite the story. That'd be quite God the sensation. Damn.
0: And almost it, almost nine years since I've eaten mm-hmm. land meat, dairy mm-hmm. or eggs. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is crazy. That is a very, mm-hmm. very, very, uh, very long time. <laughs> it's um, a very long
0: time. So God that's man, my story. Yeah. Daniel, would yeah. you like to tell yours or do you have any questions for me?
1: <laughs> um, well, I have a question. So, you know, obviously uh-huh. you said one of the barriers was like you're when, well, you, we say barriers lightly, but like obviously living with your parents and stuff because your mom was doing a lot of the cooking. Then you left mm-hmm. and you said, okay, you know what? I'm on my own, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to become I'm going to fully go vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you find when you moved back to Calgary, was that a difficult transition or did you kind of, at that point you were like, nope, this is, this is, you know, how I'm eating now. And
0: at that point, yeah, because I was, again, I was in London for two years. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I, at that point, yeah, I had fully basically identified myself as vegan and I did actually visit, um, a couple of times when I was living in London back to, back to Canada. But Yeah. yeah, at that point I was, I was. I was fully there. So yeah. there was no turning back. <laughs> <laughs> You're true. So my parents were, again, like they were supportive at that time. So
1: see, that's good. That's helpful. It mm-hmm. is helpful when you have very supportive parents, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and did you find, I guess, one of the things too is like, especially in London, like I found the thing with London is one, there's so many vegan options and also there's so many vegans in London, right? Because it's a big city, yeah. it's very vibrant. Um, did you find also... In some ways, moving back to Calgary, Calgary's a great city, don't get me wrong, but did you find it a little bit frustrating in, in regards to not as many obviously vegan options? And also like I would, I would argue there's a lot less, well, there is less vegan individuals or people that think along those lines in Calgary. Did you find that a, cha- a challenge and continue to Huge. find it a challenge?
0: <laughs> I, I, I still continue to find it a challenge. Um, yeah. I because, you know, obviously also because I have my certain set of friends here that I've been friends Mm -hmm. with for a long time. And, you know, it's kind of like this, it almost feels like moving back to a small town in a sense. Like, you know, when, you know, let's say you were born in a small town and then you have people that grew up in that small town. And I'm not saying if this is a small town, but Mm -hmm. I'm just using it as an analogy of like, you know, you grow up in the small town and everyone kind of thinks a certain way and everyone Mm -hmm. has a certain way of life and people don't Necessarily think outside the box, but then you move somewhere and then you meet all kinds of different people that have maybe some alternative lifestyles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, it kind of opens your mind up to different things. And then you move back to that small town and then you're like, I don't fit in here really anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I mean, I've always felt like I don't really fit, fit in this city in terms yeah. of, you know, the way people think and stuff. And yeah. I think with the vegan thing, even more so. Mm. because especially living in a place like London where it's such a big city and you're right, there's so many different uh, vegan options and also lots of different people yeah. that are vegan. Like the vegan community yeah. there was huge and it's it was getting humongous. bigger and bigger. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But I think also
1: yeah. it's, 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 it's an interesting one because like you said, remember you were saying before when you were growing up, you didn't know anyone that was vegetarian, let alone mm-hmm. vegan. You didn't even really know the term vegan until you got a bit older, right? Like, I mean, and I speak from my own experience, like until you actually went vegan, I don't think I'd really heard too much about it. Like, especially growing up in Calgary, Mm -hmm. I had friends, I had friends from a very young age that were vegetarian. Um, You know, my grandfather was vegetarian for a period of time. So I knew I was familiar with vegetarianism, Yeah. but veganism, I didn't even know it existed. And I I, know until I probably moved to the UK and you, you went vegan and you're the first person that introduced it to me because before that, I don't think I'd even heard of it. To be honest. Yeah, me too. And so, somebody
0: it's funny because somebody asked me on Instagram. They were like, uh, what did they say? They're like, was your were you the first vegan in your family? And I was like, I was the first vegan I knew ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, personally, I didn't know anybody. When I went vegan, nobody was vegan. Like I was yeah. not. Nobody was vegan. Nobody yeah. around me was vegan. Exactly. So, again, we were in this kind of, you know, like bubble in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh because obviously there were vegans. It wasn't as big during that time, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like didn't know any vegans when I went vegan. Mm-hmm. So I was not familiar with veganism and I wasn't yeah, so and I'm sure I'm the first vegan that most of my friends know. Yeah. You know? So that's
1: true. You were the first vegan I knew. So
0: Oh god damn. I'll god be starting damn, the trend.
1: You starting <laughs> the, the trend. <laughs>
0: So yeah, Yeah. it was, it's definitely, um, you know, that's definitely one of my complaints about living Mm. here where I do. I think, you know, things have shifted a lot. I was going to say it's changed quite
1: a bit since I've, the last couple of times I've been, Mm -hmm. and I'd be excited to be moving back and being with you and we can be the vegan trailblazers. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, once I hope I can open my cafe again, you know, I feed know, the people.
1: Yeah, this is uh, it. Yeah, there's
0: more vegan options for sure. There's, yeah. you know, the word vegan is popping up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely becoming it's becoming, it's slowly becoming, okay. Like but
1: a norm. It's becoming yes. a norm. Starting yes. to
0: and now people are recognizing the word vegan more. Um, yeah. you know, thanks to I think social media, the internet, all of that yeah. good stuff. So well, I was shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was
1: shocked just when I, when I went recently, cause I was, I visited Calgary. Um, I was back for a wedding this like summer that just passed mm-hmm. and I was shocked just going around and literally even like little local, there's a little local cafe that my friend wanted to do like a kind of after wedding brunch at and we all went there and they had vegan options. And I was like, this is like a little yeah. like cafe that or like a kind of sports bar kind of place. Um, and I was shocked. Like literally everywhere that I went had at least one, even though it was usually a Beyond Burger. But you know, it had an option. <laughs> you know, I was like, yes, it's
0: better than nothing. You exactly. know, exactly.
1: So it's, it's yeah. something that that makes it a lot more accessible, and I think that that makes it easier as well. Um, All
0: right, shall we go into your story, Daniel?
1: Yeah. Well, my story is nowhere near as long as yours. Mine's short. Yeah, and sweet. mine was very
0: long. I'm sorry, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I think yours is like yours is different than mine in in a lot of ways because like you said, you were the first person that you knew around your circle of friends that went vegan. For Mm -hmm. me, I feel like it was a bit easier in some regards because through you, I knew you as a vegan, but then I also met a lot of other vegans. So it wasn't something that was so different for me. Like, so, you know what I mean? Shocking. And like, yeah, I did have like quite a few friends that were vegetarian growing up, all this kind of stuff. So it wasn't as big of a, a, a shift. Um, A lot of stuff, though, I learned along the way, Um, and I think it's an interesting one because you mentioned about how you went vegetarian for like a week um, after that course or whatever. I also, it's so funny, I also dabbled in, I call it dabbling, but like in uh, vegetarianism a few times while I was growing up. I don't remember the exact, yeah, I don't remember the exact ages, but I remember they were just really terrible attempts. Um, I say Mm. attempts because like, I remember, I can't even remember why, but my parents always make fun of me about this. But I I remember there was one, one time I went to my parents and I was like, look, I really don't want to be eating meat anymore. I want to, you know, be vegetarian. Um,
0: do you know how old you
1: were? I think I was around, I want to say like 14 or 15. Oh really? Um, Yeah. And I I talked to my parents. I think I, I, they'll, they'll, they, they probably know the exact age. I can't exactly remember. (laughs) And basically, I think I lasted like a day or two. And then my parents were making like um, bacon and eggs for breakfast or something. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll have... And it's so pathetic when I look back. But it just shows that I was already starting to think about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went a long, long time not really thinking about it that much. And then um, it was kind of in the back of my mind. It's always kind of not always, but like for a long time, it's been in the back of my mind, just thinking about animal rights, what really goes on. Do I feel okay eating, eating an animal? But again, I think that the way that it's packaged and the way that it like, you know, even like you said about the way that we call like burgers and things like this, they make it seem so distant from animals. So it's harder to make that connect that this is actually a cow that I'm eating. This is actually a pig, everything else. Um, and then it's a weird one for me because it was almost like a switch that happened for me. Um, and it was also when I moved to the UK, um, I did my first year at, uh, Newcastle university. And I remember the, I remember distinctly, I went into a subway and I think I've said this story before. So I went into a subway and I ordered this like sub, I was a student at the time. And I got this, like, it was like the cold cuts combo or something like this. And I had literally, I think I had just watched some, some video that you had sent me about like factory farming. It was like a short thing uh, on YouTube, I think. Oh, you
0: you watched a video I sent you?
1: Well I used to back in the day. Not anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> seriously guys, I'm scared for after this podcast. I'm gonna get a phone call. <laughs> um and yeah, so I, I was I had this sub and I'd like literally just watched a, a video about factory farming. And I remember sitting in the 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 subway about to eat this sub And then I just remember like, it just, it just flicked like a switch and I was just like, I, what? yeah, I was like, "Mm, I don't feel right about this. I honestly just don't feel good about eating this and I don't want to eat this. I don't want to eat this sandwich. And I know this sounds stupid, but I like didn't end up eating it and I threw it out, which is a waste of food. I know. But I just remember, I remember distinctly this happening and I was like, I was like, okay. And, and to be fair. Up until this point as well, I was only cooking vegetarian meals in my house because I don't like cooking meat either. I would only get it when I went out. Oh, so like when I, was in New- yeah, when I was in Newcastle, I never like, I wouldn't. And I also was scared of undercooking meat as well. Cause you know, like you, you have to be careful with like chicken and pork and yeah. all this. So I just was like, I'm not going to cook it anyways. Sorry, I digress. Um, and after that I was just like, no, I just, I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat meat anymore. Um, and I think I texted you actually, I'm pretty sure I texted you yeah. like that day no, or the no, next no. day.
0: I remember you did not tell me, I swear you didn't tell me that you weren't like a eating two, right? meat for like a month. Yeah, And maybe cause like you were feeling, you know, you didn't feel like you were hundred percent maybe. So you, yeah, you think- let me know about like a month later or yeah. something and you were like I haven't eaten meat in like a month and I was like what
1: yeah <laughs> but it was like it was such a weird thing for me again it was like I was yeah. I was also having like a kind of identity crisis in some way because yeah. uh, this whole time I'd been eating meat and it's never really thought too much about it um and then also I probably waited to, to tell you because I'd also realized in the past I've tried to do this and I just never yeah. succeeded so I was just like you oh, didn't well. want to flip flop exactly I didn't want to be yeah. like a like all over the place I and I also still ate fish at this point Mm. Um, like seafood and stuff. And then basically that continued. So that was, oh God, when was that? That was 2016. Was it? Tw- no, 2015, 2015. Yeah. And then to end of 2015, I moved to London and mm-hmm. me and Rose started oh, yeah. living together, uh, which was amazing. Um, and so you were
0: pescatarian eating dairy and eggs at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I was a, oh no, no, I was a, pe- yeah, I was pescatarian. Yeah. Pescatarian, you're pescatarian. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved in with Rose and to be honest, like Rose would cook a lot for us or we would cook together. <laughs> so basically already there, I was eating so much vegan food, to be honest. Like, um, and then when I was going out, I'd obviously just get like vegetarian meals and stuff. And then I remember we went to Veganuary, not Veganuary, we went to VegFest, right? Yes. And there was a, a promotion going on, which was vegan, uh, Veganuary, Go Vegan for the Month of January. And uh, Rose turned to me and she was like, Daniel, do you want to try this challenge or something? And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Because um, I was pretty much eating mostly vegan at this point anyway, because of living with you. And then did it for the month of January, felt really good. Watched some doc, I think I watched some documentaries. I watched like Cowspiracy and a few others. Um, or maybe that was later, I can't remember. I feel like
0: you watched Cowspiracy and that's one of the reasons. I thought that that was one of the reasons why you stopped eating meat or was that not?
1: No. uh, Okay. No, I don't think so. I think Cowspiracy, Cowspiracy was definitely a little bit later because then I realized more of the like environmental impacts and that's when I went vegan. Okay. Like, well, I think I was already vegan at that point. God, I can't remember the exact order of this story. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. So um yeah so January it would have been January 2016 that I became a vegan. Oh god damn. God damn. So yeah that's that's pretty much my story. That's yeah. it in a nutshell. God's crazy. And I think I think that the it's interesting like when I look back the the only thing that was I think the harder harder of the things again the meat the actual like land meat if you want to call it that or whatever mm-hmm. that actually wasn't as hard as I thought it would be like that was quite easy, the harder things for me to give up or the hardest was definitely cheese. And then the the hardest surprisingly is the fish. But I think it's because like I used to love, again, well, I used to love seafood, you know, like sushi Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Um, so I did find that difficult, but yeah, um, that's pretty much my, my story. Not as, and
0: how do you feel, how do you feel now about the cheese and the seafood? Um, you can be honest.
1: I still, I still kind of miss, I kind of, uh, seafood is one that I still miss. I think yeah. because, as as delicious as a lot of like the vegan like kind of fake vegan, stuff, yeah, yeah, as <laughs> as good as it is, I feel like fish is one thing that it just hasn't, you know, it's not quite there yet. You know what I mean with yeah, the yeah. flavors the, and everything the, else. Yeah.
0: yeah, the the what do you call it? The technology is not there yet. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yes. So I think that's the one thing. I mean, I think actually cheese now the vegan cheeses are getting a lot better. So I mm-hmm. think actually that's not such a big thing for me. But definitely the. The, the fish. fish, that's the, that's the one thing that I, when I look back, but again, I don't want to, I don't want as an uh, ethically, I yeah. don't want to eat it. Right. Like, and, and both ethically, but also there's a lot of other concerns around fish with regards to like plastic pollutants in the ocean and yes. all like you know, the microplastics and stuff. So I also yeah. don't want to be ingesting that. So there's more to it than just, mm-hmm. but, it, but strictly speaking on flavors and that kind of stuff, like yeah. that's the, the one thing, but it's, it's surprising There was a lot of things I thought I would miss when I went vegan. Um, like just like simple things that I, uh, that at the time I was thinking, oh, you know, I really like my lattes and everything else. Like little things like this. Like how can I I give this
0: up? I can't give this up. That feeling. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I was thinking, oh, you know, and then, you know, actually when I started having like soy lattes, oat milk, oat milk lattes Mm -hmm. are are so good. They are the best. Honestly, Mm -hmm. they are so good. And I was like, why did I, why did I think this was going to be a a big, you know, a hard thing to do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... That's kind of my Mm -hmm. my little
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think, you know, so much of it is psychological. Mm. You're, you know, we're very attached to our food emotionally. So we think, oh my God, if I give this up, I can never eat it again. It's that idea of, you know you just get scared almost. And th- that feeling was so real, especially, yeah, for me with like fish and mm-hmm. sushi was like my thing. I was like, oh my God, I can never eat sushi again. And don't get me wrong. Like like you said, um, if mm-hmm. there's one thing I, I don't know if I miss it because I'm not like every day, I'm not like waking up being like, oh, I oh like this. I wish I could eat this. But yeah. like, you know, if I think about just the, the flavors, flavors. Yeah, yeah, like I do miss it in that sense. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's very easy how do I say this? We can quickly forget about it essentially. Like I don't wake up and think I want sushi every single day and I'm not Mm. like craving it. Um, but if they came up with, you know, you know, a fish alternative that was Mm. like very believable, then like, yeah, I would eat it, you know? Definitely. Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy how much we Mm. think we can't give up, give up on these foods. But then once you make that decision and do it, it's actually Mm. not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. And the thing is too, again like, yeah. Also though, to help with that, to help people give up with give up these, <laughs> yeah. you know, products. There are some like now, like especially now, there is some really really good vegan restaurants, but also really good vegan supplement or not supplements, but like um alternatives. So like for example, like if you love barbecuing and your burgers and stuff, the burgers that they have now, the vegan burgers, the Beyond burgers. Oh. Uh, but there's also the Impossible burger as well, mm-hmm. and there's a Have you a tried little, it? Yeah, they had. I think, pretty sure they had it in London. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. And honestly, these. Um, oh my god, why do I want to say supplements? These alternatives or vegan mm-hmm. alternatives to the, these things are so good that you have to question, like, why do I need to eat a beef burger? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these are actually so flavorful and so delicious It just doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense. So, like, those kind of supplements can really, really help people. I think um, alternatives. <laughs> oh God, why do I keep saying supplements? God I don't damn. Know.
0: Well, okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. So what did your parents think when you told them?
1: Um, I think to be honest, they were, they were okay with it. Like they were quite, they were actually quite supportive as well. Um, okay. and I didn't tell them right away. I waited for a little bit as well because mm. I didn't want to just be like, again, flopsy, fl- flipsy, flops, <laughs> flopsy flopsy, <laughs> yeah. flipsy or whatever. Um, I mean, at first they were a bit like, you know, Con, not concerned, but they were just kind of like, again, more like nutrients wise, like, are you gonna get enough mm-hmm. like nutrients and everything else? Um, but like, no, ultimately they were pretty They were pretty supportive. Even when I went back That's home, so I know I went, I went back for um, another wedding. I go, go back for so many weddings. Um, <laughs> and I remember my mom was like really, really like keen to like make some vegan recipes. And they had bought like a bunch of soy milk and like some alternatives. And they do that every time I come back now, they're always like stock up on like random like tofu and like all kinds of stuff. So they're very, very supportive.
0: I mean, it's very good that we have supportive parents, but I feel like this is not very good for people that want to hear how we overcame such, you know, difficult parents.
1: (laughs) This is true. I mean, I think like
0: some people have a really hard time with their relatives being very, uh, you know, unsupportive.
1: That would be, so. that would be so challenging. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I've just lucked out like even my like aunts and uncles and everyone, like no one, mm-hmm. you know, really bad in an eyelid and we're, they were just like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Like Daniel's vegan. Like it yeah. is what it is, you know? So yeah, I think ugh, that's, that's a hard one because mm-hmm. I could see if I was living, especially if I'm living with my parents, it's not so bad if you're like moved out of your parents' house, but if you're living under their roof or with relatives and they're not as supportive Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that are buying the groceries and cooking all the meals, that can be a real challenge because I've never, I've never personally experienced that. So that would be really, I imagine that would be challenging.
0: Yeah. Do you think Mm -hmm. that, um, going vegan made you a better cook?
1: (laughs) Ah, that's a good one. Actually. I think, it's made me. I don't know necessarily a better cook because I'm. I'm not actually. Well, I'm okay. I'm not the best cook, but I'm. I'm all right. But I think it's definitely made me more. I like to say I'm a more creative cook because mm-hmm. with vegan, there's a lot of there's a lot of times I like. I actually like cooking vegan food because obviously for me, I'm always like. I always try to mimic dishes that I used to like sometimes like sometimes I'll have a craving like oh I really want some nachos or I yeah. really want some mac and cheese or I really want some like creamy pasta and then it's kind of an adventure you know because then you're like oh yeah how am I going to make it and then you kind of test it and you so I feel like it's a more of a it's a different cooking experience I think and it yes. is a bit fun because you have to try to play around with stuff to try to make it similar mm-hmm. to what I was used to before I guess. And it's so good when
0: you do succeed. Oh God.
1: Yeah. What about you? Do you think that veganism has made, well, made you a better cook overall?
0: I think, well, I mean, it's hard to say because obviously one big factor was that I had my YouTube channel. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, but (laughs)
0: even before, so when I went, um, pesca vegan,
1: (laughs) when you were pesca vegan
0: and, and I was living with my parents still. So before that, because my mom cooked and my mom's a really good cook, so I didn't really cook much. And I was, I was, yeah, she's amazing. So I never cooked much and I was not really that interested in cooking. Uh, but I think when I started to experiment with vegan stuff and I started Mm. learning about vegan food, I actually became interested in trying out different recipes. So I would bake and I would try out random again, this is before, even when I was still eating fish, I would still try Mm. out a bunch of different, recipes, which I never really did before with meat. And, yeah. you know, I was just not really into cooking. So it definitely yeah. made me more interested in cooking mm. and you're right. Like it introduced me to, you know, different ways of cooking that I never thought about exactly. before. So yeah, it it definitely made me more interested in cooking. And mm. um, now I'm obviously, you know, this is what I do. So <laughs> yeah.
1: I was going to say, as someone that has tasted Rose's cooking over the years, I can concur that you have become a much better cook. Not that you were, (laughs) not that you were ever a bad cook. The shade. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The shade.
0: Like, I know I do. When I see my old, like even my old videos, I'm like, Oh God, why did anyone follow me? This looks horrendous. Yeah.
1: I, I just remember like in London, like you, when we were living together, like, don't get me wrong. You made some good stuff, like some good food and stuff, but like, fast forward now to when I come visit you in Calgary and like the food that you cook now is just like so flavorful and so good. And like, it's like, you have definitely come a long way.
0: Yeah. I've, I've learned a lot over the years and, um, I can, before I was not really, and even, I even said in the beginning, I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not a cook. Just like, this is just for easy shit that, you know, and, um, even now I'm not like hundred percent confident, but I'm definitely Mm -hmm. like more confident to like, if, if people are coming over for dinner, I'm confident I can make something that tastes good, you know? So that's interesting.
1: (laughs) I know one thing that I've one video that I've watched a few times now of yours that you've recently posted that I'm like, I seriously, my mouth waters. I know which one.
0: Can I, can I guess? Yeah. Creamy kimchi udon.
1: (gasps) Yes. Oh gosh. (laughs) Honestly, Rose, I, 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 I need to make it when I'm in Calgary or like we need to, we need to make it together. I'll make it for you.
0: It's so easy. All you need is kimchi. I know. All you need is kimchi, which takes days to make. <laughs>
1: exactly. I, well, I've made kimchi before. I know the I know the process, I and mean, it is one hell of a process. Let me tell you, it
0: is one hell of a process, but it's so. But worth the results it. are so good. Yeah, mm. the results are
1: so worth. It. And the thing is, the thing with kimchi, which I made it when I was in London a few times. I haven't made it since I've been in Spain because it's like I'm just in a really ghetto house right now, and like things are not. Yeah. You know, when I get back to Calgary and have my own place, I probably will. Um, but once you make the paste, because the paste is like the you know once you get that paste and you you have it and you can just. Then, then yeah, it, that's my, met- my mom's method, method of freezing yeah. it. <laughs> it works so well, though, because I, I remember I froze a bunch of the paste in the freezer. And then when I needed to make it again, it's yeah. a lot faster. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, if you guys need a kimchi recipe, a vegan kimchi recipe, you can check out my video. Go on YouTube and search Cheap Lazy Vegan Kimchi. You'll find yeah. it. And I have another r- question I, for I, Daniel, though.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Because, again, I could have sworn that you said you went vegan for environmental reasons. Mm-hmm. You've said this no, before. So tell no, no, me I, a little more about that.
1: Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure like, no, no. Like initially when I went vegan was for Veganuary. That was the main kind of thing. And I continued on, but what reinforced my veganism was the environmental side of it. And I think although the ethical side is just as important, you know what I mean? It's huge. There's a huge ethical element. The thing that resonated more with me Mm. for whatever reason, and this makes me sound a little bit like a dick because like, obviously the, the ethical part is so, so important as well. But I think the environmental, the reason it resonated with me so much is I think, and this is part of the, I think this is part of the thing for you with the animal rights is I was so blind to it up until this point. So that, that environmental aspect for me was such a huge eye opener. Like it was like, literally it was like one of those moments where I was just kind of like, I was just like, how did how how is this not more widely known? Like, how did I not know that you know the the environmental impacts of animal agriculture is so huge, and that if we you know all of the fe- all the feed that we have to grow that we have to um, produce to feed the cattle and the pigs and everything else, and the water consumption and just the drain on resources, I had no idea. And again, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, like with the dairy industry, removing the the, the baby cows and stuff, it's something that is common sense. Like I should know, you know, you grow a cow. What do you need? You need food and you need water. Right. So, and both of those take resources. Um, but it's kind of like, again, bringing it all together and thinking, holy shit, actually this, this is huge. Like this is huge. And 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 what causes
0: one of the things that causes the problems is the farts from all the the methane, the methane, all the livestock. Yeah. That's fucked, man.
1: I know it's, 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 (laughs) It's insane. And again, it was one of those moments where I was just like, why... It was almost I was a bit frustrated as well when I found this out because I'm like why didn't I know this before? Why am I learning about this when I'm like 26, 27? Why isn't this something that's kind of like, you know, part of the education process when we go through school to learn about factory farming, its impacts, like because you know, I remember going through school, I'm sure that we've done hundreds of papers in social studies about environment, uh taking care of the environment, doing all this stuff. And it's like for me it was like why isn't that on there? Do you know what I mean? Like why isn't that something that we've learned about in school? It was, it was just really shocking. And I think that's, yeah. it, re- it reinforced everything for me. And it was kind of the, the main, the main thing that like really resonated with me, I guess. Cause the, the, the factory farming and all of that, as you know, I kind of, you kind of do know underneath it all, even though a burger is a burger in the back of your mind somewhere, you know, okay, this did come right. from a cow, right? You know, there's that, that process there. That wasn't such a big you know, shock. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still was when you see some of the footages and stuff, you're like, mm-hmm. holy, you know, it's not as nice. Yeah. You know,
0: I never it's thought not a as nice. Would,
1: yeah. I never thought a slaughterhouse would be nice, but it's just the environmental one that was just, yeah. I was shocked. I was in shock that like, I we weren't didn't told. know about this. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, it, and it, almost angry as well, though, where it's like, yeah. why is this something? Because, you know, one, I might've made these decisions sooner in life, but also this is something that when you make a decision, you should know all of the impacts of that decision, right? So like, I should be able to know, like, I should have known what was going on. If I choose to to, to eat a burger, I'm choosing to eat a burger, but I want to know everything that's behind that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to know what I'm putting into my body and what destruction that it's doing. So I don't know. That for me was the biggest kind of, I don't know. Did you know, like, before you? you know, became vegan and everything else, did you have an inclining, or did you know qu- a lot about the environmental impacts or was I that something that you learned? I absolutely
0: no idea. I had yeah. no clue. And Which, I don't even think, yeah, I just had no idea. Not even, yeah. didn't even think about it. Uh, mm. It's another one of those things. Like you're right. No wonder, you know, some people don't trust government establishments, all these things, yeah. because this is one thing that, you know, you're right. We should have been taught, but because of so much power from the meat industry, the dairy industry, all of that thing, Mm. all of those things, um, a lot of it is just not talked about. It's just not, Mm. you know, even, even when you watch like conspiracy, you can see how much of it is hidden from, you know? So yeah, I had no idea. I had no Mm. idea, not even, and you're right. It seems obvious when you read it, you know, how can we possibly be raising billions of animals like this and not exactly. having environmental repercussions, Exactly. Uh, but because we're just used to living this way. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't see that's the thing. We don't see those factory farms. We don't exactly. see the damage they're, it's they're doing. over there. You know, exactly. they're over there.
1: And this is another thing, you know, I mentioned mm-hmm. about how we often um, are quick to forget about what's happened. Do you know what I mean? We're quick yeah. to move on and go back, slip back into our old cycle and everything else. And we're also quick to, um, separate ourselves from things that aren't directly impacting us. So I know yes. we're talking about, we're talking very much about obviously the animal industry and everything else, but another key one, which I think is so crucial and important is around global warming, right? So this is another mm. big thing where if, you know, some places like Calgary, Calgary is a perfect example, like really, I could argue that Calgary hasn't really seen a lot of the brunt of what's been going on with global warming. Whereas other places have been, you know, having tsunamis and, you know, increased natural disasters in some ways, Calgary has been a little bit isolated. And because of that, it's easy for us to separate ourselves from those issues that we, you know, that whole kind of like don't see, or what is that? You know, like don't, I can't see it out of uh, mind. Exactly. And the factory farms are the same. They're, they're kept in these warehouses. So even if you drive past them, they're in a, enclosed warehouse, you can't see anything. You don't even know what's in there. Right. So Exactly. it's very out of sight, out of mind. So mm-hmm. I think that's an, an easy one. And I, I uh, the, th- the whole environmental thing, like it, it just makes me really like angry and frustrated. And it's interesting because like, I consider like you and me, we're both like, you know, pretty highly educated, both went to university, um, you know, both pretty open-minded, both, you know, like to investigate and learn about new things and everything else. We have curious minds. And the fact that both of us did not know Really, the environmental impacts of of the animal agriculture until much later in life, it's Mm -hmm. shocking. You know what I mean? I know that's that's pretty bad.
0: Mm -hmm. And we're yeah, we're ruining the environment as we speak, and still, it's not talked about enough. You know Mm -hmm. why it's happening? And of course, it's not the only thing. Like animal agriculture isn't the only thing, but it is a massive thing. It's one of the top huge part contributors, yeah, of environmental destruction. So. Yeah, uh, on that happy note. <laughs> okay, oh <God.
1: laughs> on that happy note. Well, you should go, um, you should
0: all watch *Cowspiracy* if you haven't seen it. Go watch yeah. *Cowspiracy*. If you can, also watch *Earthlings*. Mm-hmm. Daniel and I will have a fun little vegan uh, factory farming movie sesh Yay. when he gets back. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, it's it's really yeah. disturbing, and yeah, it, you know, it's in some ways it is like a survival mechanism, I guess to mm. not think about this stuff on a daily basis. Cause it's very yeah. like, it's, it's depressing. very emotionally draining. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah. So, you know, I block it out of my, you know, I don't like to watch factory farming footage anymore. You know, I'm already, I'm already converted. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I actually avoid it, but, mm. um, it's important to know what's happening because mm-hmm. this is happening every single minute of every day. Exactly. You know, so, so it's a big, you know, it's
1: a big part of our, our, you know, global world, you know, and it's, yeah, it is causing problems everywhere. So yeah, it's not just an isolated pocket. So it's just something to. And now you know, we're
0: all feeling the pandemic. So
1: exactly, this is ironic. It, it, it is ironic, and and we're again, all locked in. <laughs> yeah, another, and and I just think again, this this pandemic is just another reinforcement as to why we shouldn't be consuming animal products. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and farming them in these conditions and, you know, having these like wet markets and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, this is a consequence of exactly that. You know what I mean? Yep. So, Oh, it'd be crazy. Hopefully we as can all. learn
0: something from this.
1: Exactly. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be a learning experience. I'm not going to hold my breath because I know that, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but Fingers crossed, I want to be optimistic. Hope, you know, globally, this can be kind of a wake up call for everyone and just say, we don't want this to happen again. Because, you know, some of us like yeah. to go to bars and go out and <laughs> do things, you know? <laughs> Not that that's the most important thing, but you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel bad for those animals, Daniels. Oh, goddamn. I know. You Rose. know, people be complaining about being stuck in their comfy house with mm-hmm. everything they need. And then. They wonder why animals be depressed when they be locked up in a cage where they can't move. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So we should not crazy be complaining about being confined in our homes mm-hmm. because animals be going through much worse. So that That's is the end true. of that.
1: That <laughs> is. So hopefully that kind of give you guys all as our listeners, a little insight into, uh, mine and Rose's, uh, vegan journey. Some of the reasoning behind why, um, we've decided to go vegan and maybe this can inspire other people to, you know, do some research, think about considering doing, considering going vegan yourself. Um, and yeah, watch some good documentaries, educate, you know, get educated mm-hmm. on this, on this topic. It's really, it is really interesting as well to read about animal rights, find out more about it. So I would suggest Davin right in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, also, uh, a little announcement as well. Um, Ooh. we're, Next month, we are doing a special episode, which we still haven't figured out what we're going to call it, have we? <laughs> we're still kind of like figuring it out. We were like, yeah. maybe like it's basically an advice, uh, a life advice, advice column, an advice mm-hmm. column. Yeah. So we're asking you guys, our listeners to get in touch with us if you want, if you have like kind of a, a life issue or something going on um, that you don't mind that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, obviously anonymously. Um, you can just reach out to us either via email, um, the at gmail.com or obviously reach out to us on Instagram message or whatever, you know, whatever's easiest. Um, uh, caveat that though, that we are not qualified professionals. So this will just be kind of like having a, just dis- a conversation with two friends and we would kind of discuss how we would approach these situations and what we we might do um, faced with certain circumstances. So hopefully it'll give you guys a little bit of insight and help you make a decision or whatever else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'll give yeah. you my savage take.
1: Oh god damn and we, maybe we'll we, call we it savage takes. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, damn. let us
0: know if you have any issues again, mm-hmm. we'll keep it anonymous. Just mm-hmm. send us a little you know, a little email. And uh, we want to make this a regular thing because I think it'd be fun, you know, it'd be a way to interact with our audience. So, yeah. yeah. And if you have any questions for us regarding our vegan story or anything, you can Mm -hmm. leave it in the YouTube comments if you are listening on YouTube. Or, of course, our lovely patrons, you can leave it in Patreon. Patreon. Uh, And, yeah. Wow, we talked Mm -hmm. for a long time, Daniel. God damn. Sorry, I took up, like, 80% of this session.
1: Yeah, but I also think because, like for reasons mentioned before, is your particular journey in finding veganism and everything else. It's been a longer story arc just because Mm -hmm. you did it. You were were the pioneer, Rose. You were like the first one that settled the (laughs) vegan plantation. And I came a little bit later on the train.
0: (laughs) I'll be the pioneer. This is why I think it's so important to, you know, who you surround yourself with. You know, it makes Mm -hmm. such a big difference. hundred percent. You know, and even... Like if I didn't go to London, who knows if I would have gone vegan? You know, these little things make differences that you don't even realize.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that's like really important to me. And again, I, I echo that is like, make sure like, or, or try to as best you can, but surround yourself with positive people that are one of the key things to all of my friendships is. Every single one of my friends, all, although very different individuals, all of them share in common that they're you know really positive people and also very open minded. So you mm. know I love having these kind of debates and talking to my friends about different things. And those are the people that I I want to surround myself with. You know because it God challenges damn, you me. You think
0: I'd be positive? You think I'd be positive and open minded?
1: Sorry, did I say did I say all of my friends? I meant all of them except <laughs> Rose are positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be glasses half empty. Oh, God damn! I'll be, I'll
1: be, I'll be, I'll be bringing that positive sunshine to, uh, Rose's oh, life, you know, that's why true friends as hell. with me.
0: It'd be true as hell. <laughs> I'll be the devil bringing Daniel back down to hell. Oh,
1: no, no. You're like the, um, you're the person that I need in my life that like brings me back down to reality when I'm kind of floating a little bit too high I in the clouds. You down you're like, grab me by my legs and pull me back down Say, get your ass down here, Daniel. Let's have a conversation. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> it's true
0: anyways oh god oh that was fun we should talk about veganism more
1: i know i definitely think we should well we will in some future episodes because we've epically failed at the vegan nuggets. so i think (laughs) our our listeners are entitled to a few vegan episodes because of our our failure in that (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check us out on Patreon for some extra, Mm -hmm. extra, extra episodes. We've got a few there now, www.patreon.com slash the savage podcast. And of course Mm -hmm. we're also on YouTube uh, com slash savage podcast. We're also on Instagram, the savage podcast. So follow us, interact Mm -hmm. with us. We love you all.
1: Yeah. And have a great week and take care.
0: Bye, guys. Bye. Go vegan.